0: Welcome to Ink Thought, episode six. This episode, we're going to talk about uh, tattoo apprenticeships. It was a listener's question. You guys want to know more about what it's like to be a tattoo apprentice and um, different kind of tattoo apprenticeship. How does it work and so on. And also later on, we're going to have a guest. Uh, Rebecca, uh,
1: who's the guest we're going to have later on? So, our guest uh, this month is uh, Niklas Lundberg, he just recently ended his apprenticeship, and apprenticeship. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's, he's just stopped learning recently,
0: yeah. so, although we never stop learning. So. We're probably apprentices for life um, and uh, Rebecca and I are going to talk about apprenticeship and (laughs) it's a difficult word, so (laughs) we're going to try to say it as often as possible in this episode. Um, Yeah, Um, what's it like? How did you learn to
1: tattoo, uh, Rebecca? Well, I actually started getting interest for tattooing. Uh, well, I was pretty young. I was uh, maybe 13 or 14. I was like a, a, I had friends that uh, was uh, playing in a metal band, uh, so I was following them a lot to concerts. And uh, the art interest has always been there for me. So uh, to be on metal concerts, you see a lot of tattoos and a lot of metal art. <laughs> i was uh, very interested in the metal covers for example so i knew i wanted to do something with the art so i i started to getting interested in in tattoos and i actually did a small um, questionnaire (laughs) i wrote down some questions i wanted to have answered and i called a a tattoo artist and that uh, had um, a studio where i lived (laughs) and i just asked him I wish I had those questions left somewhere, but uh, I can't find them. So, but, but Mm -hmm. one of the questions was, how do you get uh, into tattooing? How do you become a tattoo artist? Yeah. And then I learned you have to go as an apprentice, apprentice. Uh, Yeah. Apprentice. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. A tattoo apprentice. Yeah. I, I started to have that dream. Uh, at that age i was going to be an apprentice at a tattoo studio and uh, i knew cuz i asked him <laughs> i had to be 18 mm. so for me it was always uh, this way you become a tattoo artist by doing it this way because was what he said i wonder how i i would have reacted if if uh, the person i uh, called that day, uh, had had a different view on things. But so that was my dream. And and on uh, I don't know how to say it in English. I think it's high school. <laughs> um, a teacher, my my art teacher, yeah. and uh, she said uh, you you cannot be a tattoo artist. Oh, uh, you cannot provide for yourself as a tattoo artist. Forget about that. Oh, okay. Do something else. <laughs> Huh. and I um, I kind of listened to her she was a, a person I, I looked up to so I, I said to myself oh, I just have to do something else with art mm. and uh, after doing the school I worked a bit as a shop assistant in different boutiques and it was hard getting a full time job mm. and I uh, I went to educate myself as a dog instructor. Oh, okay. <laughs> I started a, a company uh, as a dog instructor, and uh, after three months, I ended the company. <laughs> that was not for me. <laughs> oh,
0: okay.
1: I love dogs. I love animals, but I can't uh, uh, live by the the <laughs> the way I learn because I don't have the patience. I'm not so used. You had this dream for a long time, and and later on,
0: you asked in a in a tattoo studio. Did you get a positive answer right away when you asked for an apprenticeship?
1: Yeah, it was a bit fun because uh, at that point when I had had my dog instructor company, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I was a bit. Um, I felt a bit uh, stuck. <laughs> I I didn't get any jobs after that. Uh, so I, I was um, between jobs <laughs> for about uh, maybe one or two years, and then uh, I, uh, I thought, why not uh, go with this dream I had, <laughs> laying around on a shelf somewhere, put away by a, a school teacher. <laughs> mm. So, so you
0: got back to your to your original plan yes, of becoming a tattoo artist and uh, what did you do to try and make a dream come true? Did you um, ask in all the tattoo studios you know? Did you prepare uh, something like uh, some artwork to take with you or did you, what did you do? Did you watch videos?
1: I started just preparing a portfolio to take with me to tattoo mm-hmm. artists. And after maybe six months, just uh, doing that, and uh, I felt ready to go out and ask. (laughs) And I thought to myself, uh, I just need someone to teach me. I just need to know how to get started. (laughs) Ah, okay. Uh, So I I just went to whoever was closest to where I lived, Mm. and... uh, just knocked on the door and went in and and uh, I was so nervous <laughs> I went in there and just asked him hi I, I I just wonder if I can be your apprentice okay not introducing myself or some nothing like that <laughs> and he looked at me and said yeah oh okay and I'm like what I've been preparing for this for so many years. (laughs) (laughs) This is an impossible dream to even to even uh, be able to do. And I have been preparing this portfolio for six months. And you just say, yes, (laughs) I didn't say that to him, but I was very surprised. And I said, uh, I brought some pictures here if you want to see. (laughs) Uh, And he said, yeah, come sit beside me and I can take a look while I work. So I, I sat beside him, showed him my pictures, and uh, I was going to get back uh, the next day uh, to start the apprenticeship. apprenticeship.
0: Wow. So so uh, you've just been in the right spot at the right time,
1: I think, probably. Yeah, because when I yeah. got back the other day, then, um, he told me <laughs> he had been talking to a friend of his. Uh, about uh, her daughter, mm. who was uh, wanting to be a, a tattoo artist and uh, wanted to uh, do an apprenticeship was, uh, at him. <laughs> so she didn't uh, actually come to him. Uh, so she didn't she come to the interview, to the no, meeting. No, no. But I came, <laughs> and he thought I was she. So he thought. <gasps> I, ah! He thought that. Uh, Uh, That was uh, his friend's daughter. (laughs) Oh, my God. But uh, uh, she didn't uh, uh, appear, so I got her place.
0: (laughs) So it was all just a weird accident. That's that's so funny, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> wow, so that's how, how you got into a, a tattoo apprenticeship and it was a formal tattoo apprenticeship. So you did it uh, the traditional way, right? Well, um, because we know there's there are a thousand ways to becoming a tattoo artist probably. and and uh, the, there's this traditional way that we we all think is uh, probably the best is to just have an apprenticeship in a in a studio. Mm-hmm. And learn from a tattoo artist who is experienced. So um, you you just picked the artist that was closest to you to where you live. Was it a good experience?
1: Yeah. Well, he was very he was very kind and a very caring person. He taught me the basics, but then he he couldn't take me in as much as I had wanted because. Uh, mm. Uh, of course he had to work uh, and uh, maybe he, uh, I was his first apprentice. Mm-hmm. So I think I felt a bit like I was just a fly on the wall. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even clean for him because <laughs> he didn't want me to clean for him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it wasn't so traditional, but but uh, he was a very kind and... and And uh, I'm very happy to have met him and um, he, even though it may not have been like uh, most people's uh, apprenticeships, I'm very, very happy to to have done it like that. It suited me well. Uh, Later on I actually started uh, my own business so I could have a, a place to be and still learning. So he joined me there sometimes and just...
0: Oh yeah, so, so he came, still came around to see you and like a mentor, give you some more information and tips?
1: Yeah, and always when I had questions I could call him and stuff like that.
0: That's good, yeah.
1: So I wasn't with him as, as long as most people are.
0: How long did you stay in that studio?
1: I stayed for six months at, at his oh, okay. studio. And then I did another six months with him just coming to... To your place, yeah. Sometimes,
0: oh, okay. So you started uh, being, um, you started your own business after six months already.
1: Yeah, just oh, <laughs> to wow. to have, to have <laughs> somewhere to be, because I didn't want to do it. Uh, I didn't want to like tattoo from home. I used to be able to tattoo or something like that. So I used thought, because I couldn't be at his place so often, okay, and I wanted to have a place to be and. Uh, <laughs> That felt wow. like the right thing <laughs> hm
0: okay so i I think there's there's many ways to being a tattoo artist to, to getting there mm-hmm. um um I think um yeah, the, the the usual way is like you you planned it like to make a portfolio and to go to a studio and knock on the door and go and say like hi I, I'd like to learn to tattoo and uh, introduce yourself and try to get an apprenticeship but I think uh, there's a, a cliche picture of that apprenticeship somehow like it's going to be really bad and old school and you're going to have to clean the toilets and uh, get food for the artists and you know scrub the tubes and you know wipe the floor and you know just be general like a slave <laughs> for three yeah. years and uh, I don't know but it, it's not like that I think um it's a good thing to learn a solid basics from someone who has experience. And the, the big plus in learning in a tattoo studio is that you have the safety of someone who's who's there mm. for you if you have a problem. And you need when you start tattooing you need um customers that trust you, give it a try. Mm. And they come into the studio because they trust the studio and they trust your teacher you know so they they say okay uh, you say she's good she's talented she she can already do that okay then i trust your judgment and i sit here and uh, she can have a try and do a tattoo on me and i know if something's going wrong uh, okay the the senior artist will somehow touch it up and you know mm. so I think uh, that's that's kind of the backup support you only get in a studio, so yeah, um, definitely that's that's a good thing also to to explain what what did I do wrong when something uh, didn't work out um, just to learn from experience, but not in a bad way. Um, but in a good way mm. so um and i think um the tattoo apprenticeship is is not um there's no set rules how it's going to be so it always depends on the senior artist on the teacher how he's going to do the apprenticeship mm. so it can be uh it's it's different every time in every studio the apprenticeship is different every artist is different from what he thinks is important to let you know and i think it also has changed over the time
1: yeah so how did you start how did you get into the tattoo industry well um just like you i always was interested in art and
0: drawing and always had a, a good notes in art class and all that but I am I didn't have a idea of becoming a tattoo artist at the same age that you had this idea but much later I did a lot of different jobs started studying and I only got the idea when I um, got my first, first tattoo because before that I didn't have much knowledge about this art scene even existing Hmm. so um, then I had this friend of mine she had a tattoo on her shoulder and I thought maybe I'm gonna get a tattoo as well and so I I made a little drawing for my tattoo idea which back then was a Celtic thing and um, I thought "Mm, so I'm gonna try this and when I got my tattoo that's when I had this idea like oh wow now I know what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Like it all—it uh, was totally clear because before that I never knew what to do with my um, abilities. You know, I thought, okay, what what am I going to do? Maybe do some cover artwork, Ill- become an illustrator or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, maybe porcelain painter or something. Oh wow. I, I didn't have an idea what to become. You know, I was looking for something that would be would involve artwork doing artwork but i didn't have the the proper idea and when i got tattooed um that's when i thought that's that's it that's what i want to do and of course uh at the uh, when i got my tattoo at the same day i asked in the studio well how how can i become a tattoo artist (laughs) and of course this guy only laughed at me you know Hmm. So um, I was like, oh, OK, it's, it's obviously very difficult. But that was 28 years ago. So that's uh, a long, long, long time. And back then, the whole tattoo scene was completely different. And so he's, he told me like, yeah, yeah, if you want to become a tattoo artist, you're going to have to pay like 50,000 mark. German marks and to this guy and then you get like an apprenticeship but then you're going to work for him and you know there was only one really weird old school guy who had some kind of franchise thing going on where he he would basically um, like take a lot of money from the people who wanted to learn tattooing and then later on they kind of would work for him anyway. This guy who told me that he he was already in a lawsuit with his former uh, teacher. So I I was like, okay, that okay. sounds kind of dodgy, and I don't want to do it. And I was like, oh disappointed. And okay, it's not gonna happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then uh, I talked about my idea to some friends, and one of them told me, like, oh, there's this guy who's who. Who's um, learned how to tattoo? Maybe he can help you. And uh, it was a, a friend of a friend, and so I went and met him. And he said, "Like, hi, yeah, I can teach you." And uh, yeah, he so he was working from at home, and it was also not a good experience. He only knew how to tattoo from hearsay. Didn't mm-hmm. really have any artistic abilities. He was kind of yeah i had to buy the equipment he kind of disappeared with it <laughs> oh, no. so I, I i paid a lot of uh yeah uh, learning fees mm. <laughs> so um when i tried to get a, a proper invoice because i wanted to sue this guy i wanted my money back and so i i talked to the supplier And uh, actually met this uh, very nice guy, Tony, a guy from England who who was a tattoo supplier by then. And um, he, he used to be a tattoo artist as well, and his son was still working as a tattoo artist. So he kind of became my mentor for a few years. He uh, came and visited me and uh, taught me the basics of tattooing. He, he uh, allowed me tattoo, to tattoo him. Mm. And I also uh, went to England and um, stayed uh, in his son's studio for a week or so. And But that was it. I had uh, basically, I had uh, maybe a few weeks training altogether. And mm-hmm. then we we stayed in contact and he sent me stuff uh, like machines and, and, and colors and stuff to try out. And yeah, kind of self-taught for the rest of it. He had a manual that he gave me too. So I also worked by his manual, mm-hmm. like a tattoo uh, learning book. And uh, yeah, that was... I didn't have a proper apprenticeship in the studio as well. And Later on I met other uh, tattooists and we ex- exchanged our knowledge and uh, what we knew about what material do you use, what color do you use and all mm.
1: that. Yeah. And when did you start your own business?
0: Yeah, pretty much the same time. Yeah. Um, I was learning from experience. I tattooed my friends and worked, I opened my own business in 93. And mm. uh, in, yeah, in the the following uh, years, um, I just uh, started getting better from my own experience mostly. Mm. Uh, that was the, the, the time when it was not so easy to find information about tattooing, you know, yeah, not like today. There was no internet back then. It's <laughs> crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, there was uh, there was some like uh, tattoo books, like how yeah, to yeah. tattoo books. And I know um, this. He had written like a little book, uh, and a friend of him, Crazy Greg from Heidelberg, a tattoo artist, uh, he had translated it into German. Hmm. So uh, I also had a look at this guy's studio, and um, he had, this guy, he had an apprentice at that time, who's also a really good tattoo artist nowadays. I met him there. I really uh, wished I had, had the chance to have a, a real apprenticeship, but here uh, in Frankfurt, where I lived, there was only this one really bad guy who, who was... <laughs> So old school that he he was um, also very um, against you know against women and mm. really um, known for uh, really bad behavior towards women and all that. So I didn't want to ask there, and this other guy sent me away. So not much going on. So I just worked on my own, kind of.
1: Mm. Yeah, and have you had many apprentices? Myself? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah. later on, yeah. Um, I I had apprentices, lots of apprentices. Some um, people came to work with me. They already came from another studio and had already started an apprenticeship. And then we would just continue and work together. And like they would just um, pick up from working with me. Mm. But uh, I also had a few people that I would teach from start on and I would also I would always try to um, give them the whole program like the basics of like how is a machine built together you know like how does it work properly yeah in the first in the beginning I also taught uh, my apprentice how to solder needles and all that Mm. It's not not necessary anymore now Uh, if they wanted it they I would still be willing to to teach also although i don't know if i'm still good at it but yeah back then you would have to solder your needles yourself so it's just buy loose needles and then solder them together and solder them on on a needle bar and all that Mm. um i i uh, learned that also from this english guy i how to tune the machine and all that I think nowadays it's not, um, maybe it's not so important anymore because the most tattoo apprentices that start now, uh, they don't need to solder their needles. They buy needles. I buy needles. I mean, everybody, almost everybody buys needles hmm. ready-made. A lot of people switch to cartridge systems. A lot of people using only rotaries. So you don't need to know anything about the tattoo machine anymore. You just tune up uh, the turn up electricity and you start. That's it. Yeah. So I th- still think it's it's important. It's maybe uh, you have more possibilities and you can choose. So when I have an apprentice, I always start with uh, uh, coil machines, basic coil machine and later on if they want to buy a a rotary or a pen machine they can do that Uh, i'm i'm easy with that but i don't need to teach them that because it's kind of it's like you don't need to teach anyone for that i think so i i they get the the basics on uh the skin how how does a tattoo work how why is a tattoo staying in the skin where is the tattoo staying in the skin how deep you have to um, um, tattoo into the skin all the hygiene basics also uh, basics of drawing of consultation of where does the tattoo go on the body how to place a tattoo what mistakes to avoid and all that lots Mm. of um Lots of things around tattooing, the whole the whole general picture, also kind of tattoo ethics, or um, why should we be careful with doing certain placements on t- tattoos, all that. So um, it maybe a little bit of tattoo history as well, you know, and, and to get a general overview and how to draw different kinds of uh, styles also. Yeah. Mm. But it also uh, always depends on the apprentice. Um, as I found out that nowadays a uh, um, lot of apprentices, uh, they already come and start their apprenticeship when they have a certain style of drawing and maybe they only want to do this style also in tattooing and then they don't really want to learn everything said, so they just want to specialize mm. so um, when i see there's no interest in uh, certain things then i don't push it i mean doesn't make sense but when i start uh, i usually the basics i think is very important you know? later on everybody finds his own style of working anyway
1: yeah and do the the ones who have been uh, learning from you do they still work uh, with you or are they s- spread around the world <laughs> some of them do some
0: some of them don't there's um some of them stopped tattooing there's also uh, some i i made my experiences as well as as a teacher so uh, i for example i don't want to have any very young apprentices anymore because some of them they just really don't know what they want. Mm. Sometimes uh, they start with tattooing and later on they think or uh, something else is more interesting and I for me it's like uh, oh, tattooing is so important it's it's something that you have to do 100%. So um most of them are still tattooing, um, some of them uh, work for themselves now uh, uh, in another shop, for example, uh, one of my apprentices, um, he's been learning from me and then he's been working together with me for like 10 years and after 10 years he wanted to do uh, some guest spots he went to scandinavia a lot and on viking markets and all that and uh, then he started uh, actually i um uh, i made contact for him with a studio in copenhagen hmm. and uh, i said like yeah maybe you need uh, someone to do like a holiday uh how do you say to support you while you you have to go away, you know. Oh, okay. You know, like, maybe uh, I can I can South hook teacher. you guys up. <laughs> yeah, so I I hooked them up and it worked out really really well and I knew he was he always wanted to go to some kind of northern country, Scandinavia, sort of Denmark it was always interesting for him. So yeah they he did a few guest spots and then he asked me uh, i think i want to stay here and i said like yeah go follow your dream
1: mm.
0: and he he uh, stayed in the studio in in copenhagen and actually when the guy retired he took over the studio so oh, wow. he's now now the owner of that studio where he started working it's, um the his name is kai and he's uh from uh, Kunstenpark horpen that's the studio in, in Copenhagen, a very old studio. And uh, yeah, that's uh, maybe I'm uh, going to make this my pick of the month. I'm going to put this in Instagram to look at. Mm. He's uh, an apprentice of mine that I'm very, very proud of. <laughs> mm. Yeah, although he's not. Tattooing so much anymore because he's also into making music, but um, now, uh, but he is still tattooing. Yeah. Mm. And also, he had an apprentice uh, later on, and that apprentice came back to Germany to visit me and work with me for a while as a guest. <laughs> so, we kind of exchanged back and forward. So, that was really cool and then here in frankfurt the the girls who work with me in the studio they also they were all my apprentices mm. but then also they learned from each other mm. not just from me i i started out with them with the basics but then when uh, we work in the studio together you kind of become the apprentice of everybody in the studio yeah sort of You know, when you work in a team, then we all constantly keep learning from each other. So uh, nowadays, I think I sometimes look at what my former apprentice, now colleagues, they are doing. And sometimes I come and look what they're doing. And I also keep learning from them because everybody starts uh, going in a certain direction and find their own style. And they work different now from what I taught them when, when they started learning. So it's, it's crazy.
1: That's we, very cool. Uh,
0: we, when you look at our work, uh, we are very different and you would think maybe we all learned in different studios, but it's not true. It's just everybody finds his own style
1: somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you keep in touch with all the apprentices? not all of them of course but
0: um, yeah mostly i try even if someone is uh, going away mostly i try to stay in touch or stay in a in a kind of a good relation mm. Yeah. Mm. just even if someone parted and you think oh i'm not so happy about it because uh, i thought he would stay longer Maybe uh, it's not so good for a while, but later on you you hook up again and you think, yeah, okay, uh, it's all right, and you can talk about it and uh, be good colleagues from a distance, mm. sort of. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but um, I think what, what um, I find most disappointing is, is if someone um, kind of gives up on tattooing. Yeah. Then I'm. I'm. Then that's what. That's what makes
1: me really sad, because I think it's such a special thing, you know. Yeah. And you uh, have invested time and and. Yeah your, yeah, your skills, and you have invested in that person. It's so yeah. personal when it's just you and, the, it, and it's, an apprentice. It's
0: very personal. Yeah, giving a, an apprenticeship to someone is a very personal thing. I think. Yeah. For me, it's like uh, taking someone into a family, and, and it's uh, it's very personal. And I'm kind of disappointed, and I think like, oh, maybe ask myself, did I do something wrong? You know. Mm. So, um, yeah yeah but some most of the time it's just have has something to do with their own life and their own kind of uh, path they're they're choosing so not so much mm. um with the apprenticeship so yeah and do you still take your apprentices uh at the moment i allow myself a little break from that
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
1: yeah. good yeah you have to be kind to yourself
0: yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a lot of extra time uh, yeah. that I don't have right now, um, and also I think there's there's uh, so many tattoo artists uh, already, and uh, at the moment I I would rather be looking for guest artists and that you know make contacts with with uh, colleagues that are already tattooing and
1: yeah, so but uh, never say never. Yeah. <laughs> If you had like three things you would uh, um send out to someone who was thinking about becoming a tattoo artist what would you uh, say to them The first thing is uh,
0: I think um of course if if you want to go into uh, tattooing you have to be 100% serious about it to to really want to wanting to do it and to really uh, find out what tattooing is about and it's not uh, some rock star thing it's not about ego it's not about uh, being uh, big on the media it's a uh, uh, one of the oldest art forms and uh, it's a kind of a, a sacred thing you're doing there mm. so uh, take it serious do it only if you want to do it for 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 the art for tattooing mm. if you really like the whole thing not just uh, the money or not just getting lots of likes for your pictures but also like just giving this art to people and if you really want you know you have to like people you have to like doing this the whole thing the whole job it's um so to make this decision, uh, to, to think about it properly and then, then go for it with the whole energy. That's mm. one thing. And uh, second is uh, maybe very close to it. It's, it's like uh, to always remember that uh, the tattooing is what you put in there, uh, you get back. Like ten times you get it back, you know if everything every effort you put into it, if you do a drawing, do you put some extra effort in a design or in a in a tattoo, you always get uh, uh ten times more positive back from it. so uh, it's always good to do this extra effort and um not to choose the easy way and like making no effort or just um, minimum effort, you know. Mm. to to make it easy but um yeah, just to try to always with every little tattoo do the do it the best way you can mm. that's mm. that's the advice for the when you're in the process <laughs> of tattooing yeah yeah and um generally for for long term i think um it's uh, the general advice would be uh If you want to to be happy with a job for a long time not to look so much for what other people say or think or you know just uh, um, be true to the to the art be true to uh, what you're doing just keep on not important how many likes how many food for your ego you get uh, the, the best uh like is the like from the person you're tattooing and that's the important one mm. so and just um keep loving what you're doing not uh, you know what other people think about it so <laughs> that's really good advice i think uh, now a lot of people they think um that uh, with the new machines for example uh, the pen machines or generally the rotaries you don't need to learn so much about uh, machine tuning anymore where you don't need to learn needle making and all that uh, maybe you don't le- need an apprenticeship at all maybe it's enough to watch some videos on youtube um, and i think that's not right um, it's uh, it's Still important to get uh, all the, the background stuff from a experienced tattoo artist. Yeah. If you're looking to go more into this direction, you like uh, working with a rotary, and you want to go like uh, hyper realistic with a uh, pen machine or whatever, or only little dot work stuff. When you you think no, I don't need this whole old school stuff. Then find yourself a teacher who does exactly that style and try to uh, get an apprenticeship. You still, you profit a lot from a a proper apprenticeship. I wish I would have had a proper apprenticeship, like a real proper one.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And um, that would have saved me a few years, I think. Yeah, me too. finding out myself yeah, yeah <laughs> <me know>? too. <laughs> it's just you just waste so much time over simple stuff um, so um, I think uh, yeah you can learn so much more in, in a shorter time if you have a, a, a shop where you work you work from you you learn from the artist who teaches you from all the other artists in the shop maybe there's guests artists coming in you get influence from all sides and you just have that uh, safety in the back you know yeah, where you know yeah. community uh, yeah you have you know uh, there's someone there to help you on if you have a problem yeah. so um people are worried that maybe they're gonna have to scrub the floor it's not important you maybe even if you know most most apprenticeships they're not like that anymore anyway so some uh sometimes they would just want to find out if you're really serious about what you want but even if you would have to scrub the floor for a few months um, it's worth it <laughs> because uh, you save uh, maybe
1: a few years of trial and error yeah you know And a lot of anxiety about doing things wrong or things right (laughs) or
0: wrong, you know. Yeah. 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 So uh, and I think um, all those online workshops or webinars or uh, like domestical workshop or whatever you find out there on the Internet, it's it's it can't replace uh, to work in a in a studio and learn from that, I think. Yeah, I agree. um, It's it's a whole different thing. I mean, it's better than nothing. And if you just can't find anyone to teach you and you want to follow your dream, it's, it's uh, okay. Then uh, it's better than nothing. But I think uh, it's still good to not give up with the first person who says no to you. Just keep on trying. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. And now hmm. maybe uh, it's time for us to move on to our interview with our guest
0: yeah and i I'm uh, very thrilled to hear uh, about his uh, very fresh perspectives because yeah. uh, our uh, apprenticeship has been a while yeah and uh, as we learned everyone's experience is totally different so um yeah i'm I'm super curious to
1: hear about him so yeah uh, so now we go over to our interview with the uh Niklas Lundberg from Skin Diver Tattoo Studio in Gothenburg, Sweden.
0: We welcome our guest, Niklas Lundberg, and um, we are going to ask him some questions about his recent apprenticeship. Welcome, Niklas. Tell us a little bit about yourself, please.
2: Thank you so much. As you said, my name is Niklas. I'm uh, about 35 years old. I live in Gothenburg, Sweden. I started my apprenticeship a based over three years ago. And so I'm a freshly baked new tattooer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my background is in um, graphical design and uh, 10 years of graffiti writing. Wow. Um, and I started to did some illustration as well for magazines in Sweden and... Uh, yeah, I've, I've been drawing since almost I was born uh, on everything, and just leave it at that. <laughs> um, <laughs> very good. So that that's about my background in the in the artistry.
0: That's that's very interesting. That's uh, so um, you've tried different things before you uh, had the idea of um, becoming a tattoo artist. So um, how did you get to the idea of uh, becoming a tattoo artist?
2: It started when I was about 19, 20 years old, I got into art school,
3: mm.
2: but uh, in like six, five, six months in, I dropped out because, uh, you know, I was this cool graffiti kid and uh, painting with oils and uh, doing um, pottery three and stuff like that. It wasn't just my my thing. So I dropped out, and back then I had a second job as a fly fishing guide. So actually (laughs) I started working in uh, fly fishing and hunting for 16 years. (laughs) Yeah, and I I ended that career for three years ago um, when I worked as a department leader for one big company in Sweden, and I went back to, to the artistry again. Wow. So <laughs> that's my background.
0: <laughs> did you meet someone who was a tattoo artist or how did you, how did you finally get to this, I want to do tattoos thing?
2: Back then, um, I um, thought it was like having my graffiti paintings on people uh, and they never got buffed. Uh, that's taken away from a wall or something like that, uh, where you clean up the walls. Um uh, mm. but you still had it for like forever so you had uh, your pictures on people forever i guess that what interested me yeah. in the beginning and uh, actually i'm glad i didn't start at that age because i didn't have the mindset that i have now uh it's a big responsibility to have something on a person for their rest of their lives yes. so so actually I'm, I'm glad i started tattooing when i got a bit more mature, if you want to call it that. So that's how I started to get an interest in the beginning. But the mindset is still the same. I still have my paintings on people forever. And that's what's really funny, I think.
1: How did you meet uh, the tattoo artist you went to Apprentice for?
2: I did a portfolio of stuff that I thought people wanted to get tattooed. Uh, So I drew them up and I left it in at the print shop and got them in really, really good quality. Uh, And I made a portfolio out of that. And then I chose out five locations in Gothenburg that really interested me. Like that's where I want to have my apprenticeship or I'll just don't do it because I don't want to be in a half-ass shop. And out of those five places i got a yes from three so actually i chose the one that that i got along with best from first meeting and uh, and we really hit it off from that actually
0: that's
1: really interesting
0: yeah that sounds really interesting that's uh that's a um, good way to do it i think yeah yeah so so you went to all five uh even when you got like your first okay you still went to the others and then you did your pick yeah
2: yeah, yeah. about yeah about it uh, i think it was oh. one shop that i didn't uh, that i didn't go to hmm. uh, it's three years ago i don't remember i think i went to all five
0: yeah Wow. Well. Wow. Well, how did you feel it was difficult to talk to those people and just walk in with your portfolio and say, like, hey, here I am, look at my portfolio, I'm interested in an apprenticeship? Was it a difficult move for you or did you feel very confident with that? Because I think for a lot of young people it's difficult.
2: Yeah, of course, I was nervous as hell. Um, but I worked uh, as I said I, I worked in the hunting and fly fishing industry for 16 years uh, for a sales as a salesman in the last 10. So I don't know you get you put on this mask and you know have the, the salesman's mask on you. <laughs> so I guess introducing myself to people wasn't that
0: difficult. Did the apprenticeship turn out the way you expected it? Was it just like you expected or what? What kind of ideas did you have about an apprenticeship before you did an apprenticeship? Did you have any ideas about how it's going to be? Um, Anything yet that you heard about it?
2: Yeah, I, I watched a lot of like YouTube videos and uh, vlogs uh, about people who had an apprenticeship. And it seems like the experience was different for all. You know some people just got stuck in a basement cleaning uh, floors for one year and then they got kicked out and some people got a really really good uh, education so mm-hmm. I went in mm-hmm. actually with a with a clear mind to my my only like expectation was to learn how to do the trade in a good
0: way so th- so it's talking about old school apprenticeships and that how how old school was your apprenticeship then?
2: Yeah, my, my mentor is uh, quite old school in one way. But uh, in one way, he's really interested in in my progression and really haven't, you know, no, that's not how you do it. Uh, you don't draw like that. You can't to- tattoo that on people. Uh, instead, he showed an interest. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. that's a really good way for for mentors to... You know, take an interest in your uh, apprentice. Uh, and that's a good way for, like, evolving as an apprentice as well. Of course, you have to get some hints on, you know, the technical stuff about tattooing. But doing new stuff, I think it's a good way to to really evolve the business as well. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. It feels like I'm blathering, but uh, I no, hope you no. get my point. Uh, Because when we get a lot of applications to the studio as well, and I think what what I've realized today or or these kids or young people today, they send a message on Instagram and like, hey, do you take Apprentice and don't have a portfolio? They don't have nothing. I think that's that's like uh, showing the middle finger to the industry as well.
1: Mm -hmm. And how long did it take for you to actually do your first tattoo uh, from the time you started the apprenticeship?
2: Uh, Three or four months, I think. Okay. Wow. It was on my cousin's leg. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I guess he's fucked up for life now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, family is good
0: for that. it's very fast four months is really fast so um do you feel um good that it was so fast did you want it to go even faster were you impatient uh,
2: i heard uh, i heard people that started tattooing after two weeks so I don't think okay it's that really fast yeah uh yeah i think it's all depends on uh, on if you have a human canvas available for your shop that don't get published if you know what i mean <laughs> yeah uh, yeah
0: I think it depends uh, also on how confident you feel
2: yeah, um, I guess, uh, but having a big confidence can be a bad thing too, I guess, uh, and then you I think you get sloppy if you you know yeah being negligent. if you have uh, too
0: too big confidence that's yeah really, uh, yeah
2: yeah. I always second out myself or a second thought myself
0: hmm.
2: uh, on every tattoo. hmm.
0: That's not so bad, yeah. But most of the time you're your own biggest critic. So uh, yeah, that's it's a good thing, it's a bad thing too. I think in the beginning it's good to have a, a little bit of confidence, especially for line work. You, if you don't have a bit of confidence, it's, it's difficult because... Um,
2: yeah, it will show.
0: Yeah, it shows in the outlines. So, yeah, but uh, uh, it's, it's good. So, uh, did, did you do any uh, tattoos before uh, you actually started your apprenticeship? Did you try out anything on yourself at home? Anything or no. before you did on your first client?
2: No. Uh, I didn't want uh, the reputation of being like this, you know, bad scratcher or have done that before. Um, mm. That's good. Yeah, I, I didn't want that reputation. I never did. I I did a lot of ink drawings on people though. That's what I did on my whole uh gymnasium. Uh I did this big ink drawings on people, you know, with markers and I I always like doodling. I always draw on everything, as I said. I think that's a common trait for all uh, graffiti writers. If they have a pen, they they can't like stop drawing on stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I remember I've attended a multi art convention in in uh, Den Haag one time, and there were also a lot of graffiti uh, guys there. And uh, later on, on the um, after show party, this one guy he got a edding marker, and he started painting everyone. He he started doing his doodling stuff like on everybody's arms and everything in some people's heads, and we were all <laughs> painted. There was so much fun. I, I, yeah, can, yeah. I can see what you're talking about. It's, uh, I think it's, uh, I think graffiti and tattooing is uh, kind of uh, related anyway, but uh, there's lots of people who've, who've been into uh, graffiti before they started uh, tattooing. And it's good. I think those uh, people are mostly, they're good tattoo artists because they know how to, like, they reduce... Uh, take out too much detail you know in their drawings Mm. it's a a good thing it's a good start yeah i guess uh, for doing um, the flash for tattoos
2: yeah if you see my my flash today the a lot of uh, a lot of the flashes are inspired by graffiti stencils that you know use for street art Uh, think of Banksy Mm -hmm. for example uh, yeah. And then with uh, with a lot of graphical elements, classic polka dots and circles and yeah, I, I try to combine those two. But uh, if you used to be or know anything about graffiti, uh, I think you see a lot of my flash work. You can see the 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 background in them.
0: Yeah, mm. I can see that now. You're kind of moving in what you're probably originally uh, um, did as an artwork style, or uh, what kind of trash polka, sort of graffiti influenced style. Yeah. And when you look at uh, your older tattoo uh, photos, it's uh, from your apprenticeship. It's kind of an all-rounder uh, portfolio, like what you had to do in, in the shop from all different uh, things you had to learn. And now the later things, they're more your own style. Yeah, you, you yeah, can clearly see that in in your Instagram history. Yeah, thanks. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's good. It's good to to
2: look at that. And I'm useless as social media. <laughs> I, I told <laughs> Rebecca that as well. Uh, I take a photo, and yeah, I take a photo, and then it can be in my phone for like one and a half months. Uh, oh
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. I I don't know. I think it's the old mindset. That, yeah, my still my my work is still rolling out there, as you say, in graffiti style. You get a roll. That's when you see your painting drive by on a train or something like that. It, it's still yeah. on there. <laughs>
0: But then again, it's, it's, I think it's also it's more important to do the actual work and put your energy in the actual work than in the reproduction on the Instagram. So it's more, some people, I think, they invest more time in Instagram than in actual tattooing. That's not good. I think uh, it's good to be first thing you are a tattoo artist. And, and the other thing is, is now, you, well, you have to do it, but um, it shouldn't be more important. So
2: yeah, you're I guess. doing right.
0: So I, I want to go back to, the, um, to your apprenticeship thing. Yeah. What did you appreciate most in your apprenticeship? I think you said a few things already.
2: Yeah, um, uh, I, I really like the bond that I got with my uh, mentor
3: um, hmm.
2: because we were on the same page from the beginning, kind of, you know, tough love. Uh, <laughs> When I did wrong, you get that pointed out ten times. (laughs) And when I got something uh, good, yeah, it's like, let's take a coffee now. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, So, as I said, he is quite old school in some ways. And um, uh, that that created a bond between us. uh, And uh, that's what I, you know, remember almost the most uh, in some way. When I think back of the period. But you still got to know all the the technical stuff that you need for tattooing. Like nobody teaches you how to draw. That's up on you. Mm. But they teach how a tattoo machine works in a proper way. Uh, And that's the way to do it with those needles and
0: Mm. yeah. So you learned with uh, um, the coil machines? No,
2: (laughs) I guess this is a minus. Actually, I never used a coil machine. Whoa! never, ever? Uh, I have on uh, fake skin, but uh, not on a person. Because our studio is uh, small, really, really small. Mm. And we are uh, three tattoo artists. So if someone uses a coil machine, you can't hear what other people say or think. (laughs) Yeah, that's the reason, because we have coil machines laying around but uh, mm. we don't use them for practical reasons mm.
0: okay mm. so um uh, with the coil machines um do you regret uh you you didn't uh learn uh, anything about coil machines or did you learn anything but just theoretically
2: no i did learn both uh theoretically and practically because i used it on the fake skin when we when i started first apprenticing mm-hmm. but as i said in the main room where we tattoo it's it's uh, quite uh, uh, narrow, so uh, so we don't use it in that room for practical reasons anymore, because um, they are too loud.
0: Mm. Oh, okay. For me, it's it's um, impossible idea to go into a tele studio and it's all quiet because it's only rotaries running. I mm. <laughs> I I feel it's not the same. I I want that that buzzing of the machines around me all the time. <laughs> In our studio, we have three or four people working and it's about 70 square meters. And uh, I like it when it's all humming and buzzing. <laughs> we have the music loud <laughs> and yeah. we're talking and the machines are running. So that's the sound of a tattoo studio for me. And it's like <laughs> yeah,
2: I but totally get what, you, uh, what you're saying but i don't know actually uh, as i said i tried them both but i uh, i'm definitely a pen style rotary machine uh, type of person
0: yeah okay mm-hmm. that's uh fair enough uh, everyone uh, will uh, do his own style sooner or later anyway no matter what you learned mm-hmm. so um yeah. but it but it's good that uh, your um, mentor taught you both i think that's yeah 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 good yeah, thing yeah.
1: Can you tell us a bit uh, about uh, the studio you are working on and uh, it's uh, you and uh, how many of uh, you are there? We are
2: three. Uh, it's me, uh, my old mentor and uh, one other girl uh, at the moment. Uh, when I started at the studio, we were based in, a, in, um, in the city, right downtown Gothenburg, but we only take um, booked clients. so. It, it, it got a bit annoying when people open the door every fifth minute. So now we are a private studio in a, um, what do you call it, a, a renovated uh, house mm. uh, and we only take uh, booked clients. So it's no, no running, no, uh, yeah, you, you can 100% focus on the client that's there. Uh, and actually the clients uh, really like it as well, because it's, you know, quite harmony feeling in the studio. Mm.
0: Sounds very comfortable, so, so uh, it's uh, no uh, people just coming into the door or calling Or knocking in.
2: on the windows when we try yeah. to lock the door, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when you do like chest pieces on people, it's they are... They're quite happy not to have a big window right out on the central streets of Gothenburg. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Mm. And where is it located? Is it uh, outside in the uh, suburb? Or? Uh,
2: yeah, it's in the suburbs. Uh, it is. It's out on Hissingen in Gothenburg. Okay. It's the biggest island um, in Gothenburg. So. Mm.
1: So you have like um, no shops. Uh, by the shop <laughs> uh, is it uh, <laughs> is it uh, regular uh, families living around
2: yeah there yeah, it is okay uh it's uh, regular houses and then it's this house with uh, big signs that it's a tattoo shop <laughs> so uh, actually uh it's the um, uh and we noticed just before the COVID start a lot of people in in bigger cities like uh, gothenburg and stockholm actually made just the same decision to, to move out in the suburbs and only take, you know, booked clients. Mm. Uh, and now in the COVID area, uh, I've seen many shops in Gothenburg do the same.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: So I don't know if it's a trend or...
0: Uh, I think it's a general yeah. trend, not only because of COVID. Yeah. It's it's. I think it's a new artist generation that wants to work uh, rather sort of in a private um, environment rather than in a street shop or in a walk-in shop. Mm. It's very old school, yeah. kind of this this street shop thing. Like for me, it's, it's a normal thing that we were open to people who just walk in and have a question. And uh, all three shops where I work, they are like that. So uh, I never get to fully... Uh, dive into my work uh, for one or two hours uh, in one go I always have these interruptions some people coming in phone calls Mm. stuff like that but I'm used to it I can I can uh, also I I do that in my mind (laughs) Mm. so it's like uh, I mean you also did you ever work on a tattoo convention it's the same thing lots of people around you, and you just have to go there in your mind to your own room and do, do your thing. But I think that all the younger artists, uh, they prefer to work uh, in, in a, um, a quiet space rather. Yeah,
2: uh, I really like it. I turn off my phone and take off my Apple watch. You know, uh, everything that that's makes me you know, unfocused of my, my work. I leave it be. All the distractions. Yeah, and then in a break, and can text the client back or uh, something like that. And all my regulars, they they know that, and they get an answer quite soon.
1: Hmm. That's uh, very interesting. I have some uh, kind of in the middle solution <laughs> because I have a studio in a, a street where it's uh, a lot of uh, other shops, but I uh live in a very small town, so uh, there aren't many walkings uh, and uh, s- distractions. Uh, maybe in a week there are like three, four people just walking in and asking me questions. Uh, so I have some, some kind of in the middle solution there. Mm. I like it uh, um oh. I like to, to be able to focus, but I also like... Uh, to take a lot of breaks and and uh, that allows me to take a lot of breaks so <laughs> it's uh... yeah
0: it's sometimes it's also good to get up and talk to someone for it but also one reason for me is to, to i wanted to give people the possibility to still uh, walk up and say hello and uh, i have a question and to have it more accessible to people who don't want to write an email before they uh, get an answer so um, but I think also um, for the for the future I can imagine this style of working right now I think it's good to still have this um, possibility the street shop people to walk in and have a look and ask hey do you have time for tattoo and all, all their questions but uh, the clients are changing too nowadays I I have the impression that, uh, especially the younger people, they don't even want to call or they don't want to come into the studio. They want to write a message uh, rather Mm. than anything else, not even an email. So in the future, I I think we have to adapt maybe to the change in in communication habits. So
2: yeah, I totally agree.
0: Yeah, maybe uh, I will have to change uh, my way of working sooner or later too, uh, because um, the request is more on this kind of I write a message um, and uh, I answer the message and I, yeah, it's it's a different way of self-organization. I think so. Mm. It's it's not bad. I think, uh, but uh, I would also always like to work together with. With colleagues, not to just sit there alone in a room. (laughs) No, that's
2: that's 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 a really really boring.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's (laughs) that's 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 good. Oh yeah, you work all on your own, right? That's why you like to have uh, people coming in. Yeah, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, sometimes uh, it can be a bit uh, boring when customers they. Some of them like it to be totally quiet and I also I like to focus on my work and not talk way too much but sometimes I just feel the need to <laughs> to talk to someone <laughs> uh, but my husband has a, an office in, in my studio so I'm not totally alone these days that's good yeah it feels really good to have a colleague actually so <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, about about being totally on your own. Uh, some people they try to learn uh tattooing totally on their own at home in front of the uh, uh, internet, maybe through uh YouTube videos or uh schooling online courses or something. What do you think about that, um Niklas? Uh, did you ever uh, watch one of those online uh tutorials on tattooing?
2: Yeah, both yes and no. Um, I'm on more of a hands-on guy uh, I want to hold the machine and feel it for myself and try out you know everything like that but there's still a lot of theory uh, that can be taught digitally uh, if you want to express it in that way and uh, you know I, I follow a lot of uh, YouTube channels as well uh, on tattooing but it's more kind of reviews and uh, news and you know stuff like that yeah. but i've never taken an online course or something like that
0: mm. do you uh, do you think uh, one could one could learn uh just the same like uh, in a in a studio apprenticeship one could learn just the same uh, through watching uh online courses and videos no no
2: i don't that's my definitive answers yeah and i think um it's the same in my old job as well in the in the hunting industry where you can can take this hunting license you know intensively uh or you can take a real course and you can really notice the people who've done uh, one or the other Mm. yeah Uh, so now uh hands-on approach is the best way to learn uh, i think
1: well it's a hands-on on on work so it's difficult to learn only (laughs) digitally sorry you have to actually tattoo to be able to do tattooing. So either you do the learning from somebody that, that knows and uh, can show you uh, in real life, or you guess. I I guess. <laughs> in,
2: in the beginning, in the beginning, it was a lot of uh, you know sitting next by mm. to to my mentor, and talking both tattooing and other stuff but uh, you know you, you you get a different feeling when you see it up close in the start
0: yeah. and you can ask every stupid question yeah <laughs> yeah and sometimes uh, maybe I you think... shouldn't
2: ask the really stupid questions when yeah you maybe client, not but, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: but uh, yeah i get what you mean
0: and also um, maybe your mentor will sometimes see a mistake that you don't see mm-hmm. he will see it's that, that you're doing something uh, in the wrong way and you wouldn't never have noticed that you're doing it the wrong way and uh, when yeah, you watch yeah. watch an online video there's no one who who will look at what you're actually making out of it if that's so and you can't ask back the online video if you have an extra question so yeah
2: yeah yeah but when you see, uh, I hope you can relate to this too, but I think you will. But when you see like this uh, YouTube or Instagram celebrity tattooist that have a million followers and they do it just the wrong way. And and you see it uh, really clearly. But you know, they're, they're good in editing, making everything flashy and they get a million followers just due to that. And then you see their, their work and you think like, oh, that's going to look like crap in uh, one and a half year. Uh, I think that that's a bad influence on the industry as well. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I sometimes think that when I look at some realistic tattoo art some with lots, lots, lots of black, especially like thin white lines with lots of black background and stuff like that, that looks good for just when it's fresh mm-hmm. and you know that in a few years it's just gonna be dark and all the white little details are going to disappear yeah it's kind of sad um, but um, if you learned uh, your trade properly um, then uh, you know and uh, then you can you can do it your way It's no use thinking too much about it, I think, what other people do.
1: Mm. Hmm. And uh, Niklas, in your introduction you mentioned uh, uh, you uh, were an apprentice for three years. Yeah, And you have uh, mentioned uh, before that you got a certificate or something like that. Did you know you were going to be an apprentice for three years? Did he say you have to go through this and this? Did you get like a uh, like a course? Uh, I don't know how to say it in English. Uh, like
2: uh, a schedule over uh, yeah, a schedule over uh, these years.
1: Yeah. How how did the uh, how did you start? Did you know uh, I'm gonna do this for three years and then I get a diploma or something like that?
2: I think it evolves differently in a lot of studios some people are this old school way due to the you know srt way where you get like a finished diploma and uh, one way of doing it that way and we have one way in sweden doing it like when you take uh, almost like a driving course over a few years and when you are good enough you you get to drive on your own if you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> mm-hmm. this feels mm-hmm. kind of flimsy. Uh, but those are the two ways that I've heard about in in Sweden, at least. Uh, it
0: would be something like a junior artist, senior artist, something like that. Uh. Or exactly. A, yeah.
2: Yeah. And my and my title at the shop is actually junior artist. Okay.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Good. So, uh, so when you when you get a fill out the form, when you tattoo, uh, when you get a tattoo by us, and we have the. Um, the senior artist, uh, and we have the junior artist that's me.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. That's uh, that's kind of good. You said you were yeah. finished with the apprenticeship. Uh, how did yeah. how did he tell you he you were finished, or did you know, or was it like okay, now you're done, <laughs> now you can fly? Or <laughs>
2: no, I want to stay at the shop, so uh, but here. here. He told me, now you're not an apprentice anymore. Now you're a junior artist. Like, welcome to the family, you know? Mm. <laughs> Something That's like good. That.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I think it's it's really good you want to stay at the shop. It's good atmosphere. And um, yeah. It's yeah. A, you, you are giving back, sort of. That's good.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. But at the same time... Even though I like it really much, I don't want to be in the same shop for, you know, my whole life. The Uh, rest of your life, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I think when you stop learning, then it's the time you get negligent and sloppy. uh, Because I want to work with other artists as well and learn and pick up stuff from them. Mm. So I never want to stop learning. Okay, if I'm finished on the paper, but in real life, you're never finished until you die.
0: Mm that's true you can
2: always pick up something from other people
0: mm. we're apprentice for life yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's true yeah we all uh, all of us we start uh we never stop learning we always pick up stuff uh, along the road and from other artists and even if we see stuff and also about those internet videos uh, what i wanted to say is that uh, i think they're not useful for apprenticing but uh, when you do have uh, your tattoo knowledge and when, you, when you're when you into tattooing already then you sometimes can pick up some uh, nice influence from those uh, videos yeah so, especially uh, yeah. to get some new ideas and, and so that's uh, could be more useful to watch them when you are already tattooing
1: yeah and also especially if you yeah. are like me if you work alone uh, it can be good with some new influences as well but
0: yeah, um, um, it can replace uh, the thing where you usually just go over to your other colleagues and you look over the shoulder and look at something they do and you say, oh, that's nice, nice effect uh, you're doing there. That's what you have in the studio normally. And you can have it through the internet on the, in
1: another way. Mm. Maybe.
3: Yeah.
1: And uh, Man- Niklas, uh, what, what are you, your goals for in the future uh, in regards of tattooing?
2: Um, my goals are to being recognized with my style. I think um, you know this graphical type mm. uh, slash graffiti style. Um, but I definitely want to go travel and do tattoos. And travel, um, travel uh, down Europe and yeah, you know, learn and pick up stuff from other artists and countries as well. Mm. Uh, I don't have a clear I don't see myself what I'll be doing in 10 years. I let uh day to day guide me. And that's this kind of a freedom I don't want to give up. Mm.
0: Do you think um later on you you will be having apprentices? You will be teaching? Uh, and um, if you think about it, uh, would you do anything different?
2: Uh I've Maybe I will uh, definitely, if the person feels right. Because you, you have to click on a personal level as well. Otherwise, it won't work. And I have had a lot of people under me in my years in, in my other job. And I know this right away when we don't click. Um, and I think that's important for having an apprentice in, in a few years. Definitely, I'm not ready now, of course. <laughs> but... Um, down the road yeah i could definitely see myself if the person is right
0: is there a, an advice that you would like to give to um people who want to become tattoo artists or who, who want to look for an apprenticeship
2: yeah yeah and uh, do it the right way show respect to the studio and the artist uh don't just send a message on instagram uh <laughs> it's It's the worst way and (laughs) you you can possibly do it. Like, give the first signs that you are taking this seriously. uh, With making a good portfolio and showing up in person. I think that's the best start. uh, So you get off on the right foot right away. Mm. Uh, I guess that's my uh, advice for a good first start. But really show that you have an interest in the work. Mm.
1: Do you have, like, do and don'ts for upcoming artists, tattoo artists?
2: You really put me on the spot there, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's um, different depending on what studio you are in. Because uh, I think no studio works the same 100%. So the don'ts is uh, probably up a lot of to the studios, but... Don't do stuff you're not ready for as the big, big first and do small stuff in the beginning, but do them well. Yeah, I don't know, Uh, keep an interest, be interested, give give the the studio a reason to motivate you as well. Mm. We ain't rock stars, you know, we're just uh, a profession that does services for people. Mm. Don't become a rock star two months in your apprenticeship. <laughs> then I guess, that, uh, then uh-huh. I guess the door is uh, right there, you know.
0: Mm, I can totally agree with that.
2: Yeah, I listened to uh, one of Mike Chambers. Uh, he had a small clip out, and he said it so well about being. We ain't rock stars. We provide a service for people, um, and uh, and I think that that's really true.
3: Mm.
0: So not to get into it for the wrong reasons. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It ain't for the money and the glory.
0: Earlier you said before um, tattooing, um, you went to art school and you did some oil painting and other other stuff and um, you were not so interested then. But uh, now when you're tattooing, do you feel uh, like... Uh, You might be interested in uh, going out of tattooing in your free time and maybe uh, do some other stuff, maybe some oil painting to just uh, broaden your horizon to other art forms and and for getting into um, other uh, forms of creativity. Do you now think differently about that? Would you do more other stuff too in the future?
2: Yeah, yeah. But I've actually hated all along painting with brushes. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's because the, the, the oils is running out. You can't draw a, a long line or, you know, fill in a big blanket. But I wanted to pick up sculpture in metal or something like that. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's quite fun, you know, welding. and So I probably won't go back to brushes and pencil. Um, I would... Probably broaden my horizon with more hands on approaches uh, in that case. Mm. But uh, for now, uh, drawing for customers is good enough for me.
0: Mm. Taking up all of your time.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can definitely say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: This is my weekend off, and I still haven't finished next week's drawings uh, 100%, so I know what I have to do <laughs> when we're <Yeah>. finished here.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all know that a lot of uh, artists, um, they like to do something completely different also, f- apart from tattooing. Um, so uh, metal work sounds very interesting. Yeah, maybe we see something in the future. <laughs>
2: Uh, I wouldn't get my hopes up, but, uh, I mentioned it <laughs> to my, man 30 other days and I said, maybe I want to try this. And he was like, okay, uh, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, it, it feels like I have, uh, other interests that take up time, uh, at the side of, mm-hmm. and, uh, actually I'm going to be a first time dad in five weeks. So I guess, um. Uh, Spare time or free time is out of the question now for a few years ahead.
1: Well, congratulations in beforehand. Well,
2: thank you. I don't know if I should be terrified or happy. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's one definitely a life change, so yeah. Uh, so I, I, I don't you have time be happy. for. <laughs> yeah, me as well. Me as well. I think it, it will be fun. Uh, my mentor uh, had a kid this summer and uh, I, get a, well, uh, I get a different insight now where it is to have a small baby. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm really excited now actually. so Congratulations. Well, thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. Yeah, it is.
0: At every episode we also have these sections where we give um, some tips on like, what we like to look at on Instagram, pick of the month we call it, or uh, we have some events coming up that we think are interesting. So uh, uh, this episode we want to ask our guest if he has something he wants to tell us about it.
2: Yeah, definitely. I have one artist that I've been following since even before I started tattoo, actually. Uh, his name is Paul Talbot. Uh, he's an uh, artist based in England. You uh, also have um, an. Um, he's a co-host of a YouTube series called That Tattoo Show. But he's this uh, graphical designer, tattoo artist that has a bit of a similar background to me. So I would definitely recommend him. His uh, Instagram name name is Paul Talbot Tattoos.
0: So I think uh, we can put that information uh, on Instagram later on, so people can uh, look at the Instagram profile. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And
1: uh, I have actually followed him for a while as as well, so I know we <laughs> oh, cool. are talking to
0: about. <laughs> and I will definitely have a look. Uh, do you also have uh, an event that you want to uh, tell us about, or? Uh, yeah,
2: I have an uh, an event that I want to tell about. Is the Kalmar Tattooing Uh It's an event that I used to visit, but now this year I I can't due to uh, it's too far away from home and yeah. it's too close to the to the my kid is arriving, so I can't go this year. I feel very sad about it. Uh, but it's a base of both uh, famous and uh, local artists, so it's quite nice to to discover something new and something old. Uh,
0: say again, where where is that?
2: And it's in end of November, Kalmar. It's in Sweden.
1: Ah, oh, okay. Um, Rebecca, what do you have for the artist pick of this month? Uh, I'm gonna recommend uh, the one that made uh, my first tattoo. Nikki Norberg. He's uh, he maybe he doesn't need a recommendation, but <laughs> I'm still gonna do it because uh, he was a big inspiration for me to get into tattooing. He's uh, Nikki Twenty Three G T R on Instagram. Uh, he's uh, become a big uh, tattoo artist in the industry, but uh, he actually. Advised me not to be a tattoo artist, uh, I remember, <laughs> uh, when I first got a tattoo. Uh, but he was very honest about it, and uh, that was something I appreciated uh, when I started just to be uh, not so clueless in what I'm getting myself into. So that's my recommendation for the artist, peak of the mouth. Okay, sounds interesting. He's
2: actually based... uh, He's based a mile from where I live. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I know who he is. He's a really good artist.
1: Yeah, and he's a very, very... Humble and uh, nice person as well. So... For the event pick... It's... um, I haven't... uh, It's not so tattoo-related at this time. I've talked a bit about it on... uh, episodes before but it's the local femmes market it's an online market for artists for female and uh, non binary artists it's online on uh, instagram there are so many uh, talented artists uh, craft pottery and it's like clothing designers and it's uh, uh, painters and uh, you can get a lot of tips in for christmas uh, gifts <laughs> and uh, not uh, as um, as I was were saying it's not so tattoo related I have some jewelry made of tattoo needles I'll have but uh I think it's worth checking out yeah
0: oh, why not I often have uh, um pics uh, that are not really tattoo related but rather art related so my my pick of the month for the artist this time is um, a girl, her name is Thea Wolf, and I will also put it on Instagram. Uh, she's an artist um, and she's doing, well, all kinds of contemporary art. And also, uh, what's very interesting, she does coloring books. Mm. And uh, I met her uh, on a concert of uh, one of our favorite bands, Ween, I don't know if you know them, and she did a coloring book on this band. <laughs> Now she's doing one on, uh, it's called dead ringers, sort of dead Mexican ringers or wrestlers. Um, So uh, always really interesting subjects and uh, her art is really, really cool. And I've also always been interested in coloring books and I bought a lot of coloring books because I think they make great... um, sources uh, for if you do your tattoo design so i have all kinds of coloring books star wars uh, fairies whatever you need for (laughs) tattooing and uh, sometimes uh, pick up stuff from there and she she is just a really great artist and person an interesting person to follow on uh, instagram so i will um, put her as a pick and for events there's not so much happening still tattoo sections or There's not so many conventions on. There is one convention on, I think, in Dublin. There are a few ones starting starting now, but I've been looking at art events. And what I found was in Madrid, um, there's an exhibition uh, at the Casa Forum Madrid. And it starts uh, on the 2nd of December, running till 17th of April next year. The subject is uh, the artistic dimension of tattoos and their history through culture Mm. so i think that sounds very interesting and uh, since it's running until april if anyone out there is planning a city trip maybe to spain to madrid or anywhere near that could be an interesting place to visit and have a look at uh, what they want to show us yeah so
1: you always yeah. have so, so interesting <laughs> pics for events. Yeah, I, I think uh, exhibitions um,
0: are also very interesting, yeah. not only uh, tattoo conventions, but I think in the future when there's more conventions on, I might be posting more tattoo events uh, again. But uh, so far, uh, you never know where people might be traveling and there, there could be some people... Um, who have the chance to visit and anyway if some of our listeners uh, have a chance or they have had a chance to visit uh, some of the events we posted let us know maybe uh, you have some photos Um, maybe uh, you have something to tell us about was it good Uh, did you like it or did you not like it let us know about it yeah give
1: us some feedback
2: yeah
0: so
1: thank you so much Niklas for being on the podcast
2: Oh, thanks for having me. It was really, really fun.
0: Yeah, that was an interesting thing. It was also our first interview, so (laughs) it was a premiere (laughs) for us. And uh, we will do that again and um, have some more interesting guests in the future. And uh, um, thank you also very much, uh, Niklas, for being our first guest in our uh, podcast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was fun, as I said.
0: Do you have some final words uh, you wanna say?
1: Uh, <laughs> we already asked you for the advice uh, to the fellow apprentices. Uh, where can people find you, Niklas? Yeah, tell us that.
2: Yeah, uh, you can find me at uh, Nl Tattoo on Instagram. It's E N E L Tattoo. Mm. There you can find me, or contact me if you want. Uh, anything uh, graphical trash polka tattooed on you
0: uh,
2: hmm. i'm happy to have you
0: and we will uh, also post of course uh, niklas um, instagram uh, on our um, ink talk instagram yeah so you can find it thank you reason. so much thank you so thank
1: much thank you thank you <laughs> have a good day and see you
0: next episode next month bye bye
3: bye
1: Welcome to Ink Talk. This is episode six, and this time we're gonna talk about apprenticeship. Apprenticeship. Oh! Apprenticeship. 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 In one word. <laughs> apprenticeship. Okay. okay. <laughs> is apprentice. Apprent. me. <laughs> ah! Oh, apprentice. <laughs> Okay.